This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this This is Permanent Filter. Hello, this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this is Gail Cook. And we're talking a very COVID Christmas. So, Gail, it's a few days before the big day. Mm -hmm. And uh, here in Alberta, Canada, we're specifically in Edmonton, Alberta. We are under a lockdown. We have been since the the Sunday, I believe it was the 15th, yeah. 13th. It's the Sunday. Um, yeah. It was the Sunday that was uh, the day that everything, the day the music died. Wasn't it just The day last the laughter Sunday? died. Two two Sundays ago. Oh my God, has it been that long? Oh, yeah, I know. Time time flies when you're when you're uh, basically cut off from all that you love and hold dear. But uh, so this is what we're going to be. This is how Christmas and uh, well and, and Hanukkah for those who celebrate the Jewish holiday and uh new year's this is going to how they're going to be conducted so but it remains to be seen whether or not people in the province who are uh under this lockdown are going to adhere to this so um i don't know for myself at first when i first heard about the restrictions so that was about a week before the tuesday before the actual lockdown was to commence. I have to say, Gail, I did feel this sense of anger towards the whole thing. Not that I don't support (laughs) the, uh, the confinement, confinement, the confinement of us, the um, limiting the spread, of course, absolutely limiting the spread of COVID. I am very pro that and the wearing of masks and the washing of the hands and the being responsible um, and protecting the vulnerable. Of course, I just felt hearing those restrictions, knowing, knowing that they were going to be taking place over the holidays. I mm-hmm. felt this sense of, no, that's the last thing. Cause prior to that um, I had been sort of going above personally going above and beyond as I want to do, <laughs> but in terms of kind of making gamifying things a little bit in terms of how little do I need to go out. And aside from a small sort of run for groceries, the day of the restrictions, mm-hmm. I actually haven't gone out to buy groceries since the middle of October. And here we are 22nd of December. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have yet to go out for groceries. So I'm thinking, well, this will be an opportunity to test certain things. But at the same time, prior to that, there were three friends, you being one of them, um, and, and coming over to record the podcast in my, my home, that, uh, that you know, three contact. dear friends, you are one of the people in my bubble, a dear friend and one of my bubble. And, uh, and, and that was uplifting, even as I felt sometimes that, have I died and is this some sort of purgatory, but my living friends still get to visit me? That's eh, not so bad. But then just hearing about the whole, oh, no, like no gatherings whatsoever over Christmas. Like, and if you're, if you're uh, in a solo household as I am, you can have two, precisely two other contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
I, I don't know. How, how did you feel upon, how did you feel? How are you feeling now upon hearing about the lockdown and the restrictions? Well, I mean, my life honestly hasn't really changed. Yeah. I'm not boring. Uh, but um, you're still working. I'm still working. You're still working. So yeah. Five, five, sometimes six days a week. Yeah. So, I mean, my life hasn't really changed since mm-hmm. March. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I have to go and get groceries and check mm. up on you once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you for your mercy visit. I know, right? And I'm good. See, she's still alive there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just find her corpse. Oh, so. God. Well, it can be a dark time for people, definitely. But it's sort of, I don't know whether to say, are you one of the lucky ones or one of the unlucky ones in that respect? What do you mean? In that, well, just in terms of lucky, okay not so much in having a job, but lucky in terms of like, you are able to go out. Are you unlucky? And that the, the flip side to that is that you're also exposed to not to COVID directly, but whereas myself, okay, on one hand, stir crazy, agoraphobia, there we come. But on the other hand, I'm also you know, not putting myself at risk or other people, but you are, you know, you do have a greater risk by going out. Well, so, I'm not worried. lucky or unlucky. Hmm. I'm not, not even worried about it. That's good. If That's, I'm going to get so, it. I'm going to so, get it. So uh, I have to go to work and I have to, you know, get groceries. I have to do these things. So I'm choosing not to sure. fear. Sure. Because sure. That's it gets me nowhere. So that's true. And I mean, you do have, there are safety standards and such. You are, well, you I know, think, I take work. all the precautions. So you take the precautions. Yeah. I mean, I have to, to work. So, yeah. Well, there's that. There's but that. again, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to live in fear. Have there been any limitations on your life? I mean, self-imposed ones, not government ones. Things where you might have... Might, and I'm not talking about not being able to, say, go out to restaurants, things where the government has shut certain, uh, certain places down or certain businesses down. But are there other ways that you're limiting yourself that go beyond the government restrictions? No, Um I mean, pretty much I go to work and come home, so. Hmm. So, so, yeah. yeah. Not um, a lot else to do. I'm not boring, Carrie. Get that boring. <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, like I. No, I, perish the thought, not boring. The, the epitome of uh, the antithesis of not boring is what you are, Gail. But unfortunately, this. Unfortunately, this lockdown has made all of us more boring (laughs) because we can't go on adventures. Yeah. And I guess that's the one, the one thing, like, because I I really want to, um, I really want to, to like continue my um, YouTube channel, but I, I don't know what to do for it because I can't really go out anywhere and explore. Right. So I guess that's one thing, Mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a little disappointing. 
I mean, as much as I like doing like cooking stuff, it's not what I want it to be about. So it's kind of like, yeah, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, you are you are pretty limited to sort of indoor at home projects at this time. There really isn't a lot of, you know, there's there's just well, what like concerts, shows, events, restaurants, all of these are closed. Yeah. And but, I mean, uh, right, and right now we're doing it this um the podcast we're doing it remotely, so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so which presupposes some interesting logistical issues as well, too. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's a learning process as the podcast is on the whole for us. But yeah. um we are I believe We're, getting better learning. I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, like. So there's that, but yeah. um, just to just to wade into a little bit about the uh, the specifics of the lockdown, and just it's it's really interesting to talk with people, especially people in different parts of the country, or even people in different countries as well, specifically the states. And just to hear, you know, what their concerns, what their thoughts, because this whole lockdown and the way that it has been handled and the the businesses that are closed and aren't closed, the sectors of society that are protected and aren't protected, there's not really a clear bad guy, not bad guy, good guy, not that there is in many issues, although it's made so, Mm -hmm. but you know, like in particularly in politics, right? So it's not like, well, here's your beliefs and you don't, you know, necessarily have a good argument, but that does not necessarily make you an, uh, make you the embodiment of existential evil. So <laughs> just because you disagree with me, right? Yeah. But it's, it's here, it seems to be there, there's so many more, like not just opinions, but just information to be weighed. So it's not somebody having, uh, here's my opinion on how, you know, Ottawa in, in the Canadian's case or in Washington should do things politically. Mm-hmm. It's people talking about, well, what sector of the economy, what, 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 uh, what company, what business do you work at? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your interests? Are you a parent? Are you not a parent? Are you living, uh, you know, alone? Or do you have a number of people in your household? Are your kids driving you crazy? Do you want to buy? Would you like to buy some children in order to have children <laughs> to drive you crazy at this time? So there's all sorts of things, and it's and it's interesting because I find more than more than maybe any other subject before, I'm actually listening to. <laughs> people's opinions that's that sounds terrible no I don't want the listeners to think that I'm a woman who's like no I've made it up in my own mind so it doesn't matter what anybody says I will be not steered from this but it's it's just I feel myself very much open in terms of listening to somebody talk about their experience and how they feel like have things been fair in terms of the shutdown for example so a friend the other day was talking about how um you know, how it is that, so gyms were closed, but retail stores here, I mean, are open at 15% capacity, which is granted, particularly prior to Christmas, quite a limited capacity, but still nonetheless are open. 
And she was taught, she is somebody who goes to the gym like fervently. She'll go and work out. She works out. She's got a lot going on in her life, a lot of stress. And the gym is the place where she can really let her rip. So it's less about like, oh, I have this routine and my routine is interrupted. No, because she's a a terrific person um, who just with everything that she has on her plate, really, really appreciates the opportunity to just you know, go hard at a lot of these really grueling exercise classes. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to see her point there. And then to hear other people also talk about, um, um, you know, their businesses being closed, smaller Mm -hmm. businesses, and their resentment at the larger stores still being opened, even at a reduced capacity and with precautions and everything and selling the same things that they would sell in their store that would be competitors in that way. Well, I mean, so so who's making the most money? Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. Then you start to look at this whole situation and think, so it's not so much about um, keeping people safe as it is keeping people happy who have a lot of power. And then that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. So it was, it, it was also really interesting the other day. So talking to uh, friends of mine who live out a couple and they live out in the, in the country, like far away from any of the major, the metropolitan areas. And they're really limited to, well, they are limited to their own company and, they're going somewhat stir crazy, uh, jokingly, but uh, that that's going to be it for them for the holidays. They can't have anyone in, but they were saying that um, they have some, it's an interesting and uh, relationship, but they have a, adopted grandchildren. So yeah. they could have the grandchildren over as a unit, because as, as my friend was saying, grandchildren don't count or children don't count children under 18 don't count. Not in terms of, I don't mean don't count in the sense that uh, have no value. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose that depends on your, your view of child raising, but uh, don't count in the sense of because it would be inordinately cruel to separate parents from their children you can't there's no kind of limit so their children their grandchildren are five in number mm-hmm. and uh the mother is a friend of theirs mm-hmm. and uh and and I didn't realize that I'm like oh really so all of that so that that would be like the five kids and their mom six people mm-hmm. and that would be fine and yes you know my friend was saying that is because the children children don't come under that ruling right So, which I totally understand. I'm not saying we really need to crack down. We just need to like, if we're going to just have people alone on the holidays, why not have young children just left to their own devices or one parent, one child and separated from the family. But we really need to look at this and say, okay, either we're cracking, either we're really cracking down because we were you know, desperately trying to prevent the spread of, of COVID Mm -hmm. or 
we are making special dispensation because that's not humane or mm -hmm. A, that's not humane or B, people aren't going to follow that. So if you impose too strong, too strong, or too stringent a rule, you're just going to get backlash and people are going to go the hell with this. I'm doing what I want anyway. You know, some people are. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I no. don't, I just, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I, I, um, I think that it's, uh, something's always going to be unfair. Regardless. I mean, there's too many situations True. where, you know, too many people want stuff their way. So you have to kind of make a blanket ruling, right? Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's impossible to please everybody. Mm -hmm. And I mean, well, that's true enough. And just in <laughs> every way, in every situation, like, but um, what will happen probably is after this is over, people are going to start taking the authority under task. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Because Do you think there's they're going to be called into called to account? Well, I mean, people. Are you think it's going to affect them politically, the government and the conservatives possibly. and mm. possibly. Mm. I think so, but I mean, I mean, I have no answers. I wish I did, because <laughs> yeah. I would certainly not be working where I am right now. So. I don't think, Gail, I don't think anyone has answers, including people who are making a lot of the decisions for everyone else. That's part Basically, of the problem. It's trial and error, right? Yeah. So hopefully just don't they know. made the right decisions and they retain their jobs, or if they didn't, then they won't. Or they will because we, that's the way <laughs> government. Hopefully, well, hopefully that's, the, hopefully that's not their only consideration. And certainly in these very in these dire unprecedented times the very fact that people are doing things because it would be politically good for them is somewhat of a revolting concept yeah but it'll happen yeah because it always but uh, hopefully there are other hopefully there are some more noble i mean we're all we all act for many reasons often at the same time right simultaneously i think all of our decisions are composed of uh, a selfish component, a selfless component, and then just a pragmatic component. Yeah, you know, but um, the elite are different from the way we are. So mm. but they do represent us, or they should be representing well, us. So that's part of we I, need to I, make I, them I accountable, really Gail. My in my in my own jaded um, opinion they don't work mm. for us they work for their friends and they work for themselves they don't work for the public so i think that's true i know i agree with you there i just don't think that's how it that i that's how it should be or that's how it has to be well but um it doesn't but, but that's why it rolls because when money's involved in power sure that's how it rolls <laughs> Well, you look at it, you look at it in the States, right, where there was the whole sort of controversy in California, and I've been following this with some with great interest, and, uh, you know, sort of with, with the series of lockdowns, 
but there, and initially they had told restaurant owners that you would be able to remain open as long as you transition to strictly outside service. And there were many restaurant owners that did just that and, and incurred all of the expense in order to make the transition. And then what ended up happening was they still shut them down completely, all restaurants. I don't know. I can't speak on that. You know, I don't sure what the situation was. So, but just saying that that's the... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, I, I mean, I, neither of us is there, but a friend of mine who had returned from a trip to California uh -huh. where she had relatives involved in business were saying that a lot of them were just, well, we can't, uh, we don't really have a lot of faith and we don't trust the government. So why well, should we do what they say? I think people should have a, a healthy distrust of their government. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, I so. don't disagree with them. Oh. So anyway, I wasn't there. I don't know what the situation was, so can't really talk about the <laughs> solution. Yeah. Just bringing, just bringing some news from California there. I wouldn't want to all... be in California right now, anyways. So no, I wouldn't want to be in the states right now, quite frankly. No. So. But uh, so what, what do you plan? What, it, what are you looking forward to then during this holiday season? I'm looking forward to this weekend having a pajama day or two. That's always good. You've been working hard, so. Yeah. But I mean, we're not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have, we can't. Are you going to be cooking? Are you guys having a big, uh, are you and your fiance having a like big Christmas dinner? Are you doing it up for yourselves? Well, he's going to go pick up some Christmas dinner so I don't have to cook. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But what, I don't uh, really want you... to cook because there's only the two of us. Like, I don't want to make a big meal. A lot of people, it seems like a lot of people that I've talked to, they're like, where there's just like <laughs> the members of their household, whether they're, it's their significant other or other people in the household roommates etc seems like they're not doing the turkey thing. Yeah, we're not they're going to be doing something smaller yeah because really what's the i'm i'm doing chinese food myself oh are you and then yeah yeah so and then tomorrow i'm having an early christmas dinner with a with a friend of mine Mm -hmm. and uh, she's ordering from a local restaurant because she's been a big proponent and good on her for supporting the local, uh, the local restaurant, local restaurants. Yeah. So she's been doing a lot of takeout and urging friends who, you know, who can afford to do so to order as much as possible from takeout from these restaurants, because, uh, well, you we know, if you're somebody out from time to time, so mm -hmm. and it's usually the small businesses rather than like mcdonald's or whatever so. good because those are always the more interesting ones right i mean you've told me about some um a really interesting seafood place that you had been to 
I mean, before the lockdown, of yeah, course, when lockdown. it was yeah. safe to go to well before lockdown. But you and you and your fi- Al, your fiance, like to go to, you know, interesting places. Yeah. Where, you know, as opposed to chain restaurants where it's the same same old same old so what what's al bringing then for or is that going to be a surprise what he's bringing for well, christmas he's dinner he's picking it up from his mom like he's just doing the exchange and you know what i mean oh oh so it's a homemade yeah but oh oh i see so your mother-in-law is going to be yeah. making the dinner and that oh oh that's lovely yeah so it's like you're going to enjoy dinner with her but, but not uh, with <laughs> but not not with not with her physically. Are you going to do? Are you planning on a Zoom meeting with her? So you I can don't both, know. I'm you can... I'm doing that with my mom, my mom. But mm-hmm. I don't on know. Christmas Day. Uh, no, probably on Boxing Day because I have to work. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. So how how is it with um? Would you be getting together with your, would you be able to get together with your mom who lives in another province? Um, no. If it wasn't for COVID? If it wasn't for that COVID, wouldn't be. no. We, we generally don't see each other until okay. spring. So. Until spring. Until yeah. this, until the grounds have thawed and you can make your way over. Yeah. Yeah. With snowshoes on. That's how it yeah. is in Canada, right? You know, yeah. we just have to wait until things have thawed. There can't be any visits between provinces, or at least in the in the in the the prairie provinces. Yeah. How about with uh, how about with your mother-in-law? Would she? No, would you be getting not... together with her? We would if if it wasn't did. for COVID. Yeah, probably, but it, mm. we can't. So. Mm. So there's that there's that but well at least you're spending time with someone you love right yeah in your home yeah it'll be good and there's that so that's good yeah so yeah but you know we're not doing much so yeah it's uh, unfortunate that we can't go anywhere, but, you know. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, I'd heard that people had talked about, okay, well, I mean, Alberta's not the only province in lockdown, but I guess that Ontario, the news came, is that Ontario is going into lockdown on Boxing Day. It's on the 26th mm-hmm. of December. So yeah. I wonder how many people are going to, I'd heard that people were going to be traveling with the idea that, well, if Alberta's locking down, then they're not going to stop me from going into another province. But then another mm-hmm. friend had told me, no, actually, you can't. When it comes to British Columbia, which is to the west, the province to directly to the west of Alberta, um, they're actually like patrol on the highway <laughs> yeah. to stop you. They don't want people coming from Alberta into BC. And I'm thinking, oh, this is. This is an interesting situation. I mean, yeah. understandable, but not like not anything that I've experienced or I think that anyone's experienced where, right. you know, traveling from province to province. It's one thing in terms of uh, restriction on international flights. But but fun fact, too, about that restriction and travel. So a friend, the friend of mine that I had mentioned that who has family in California, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really surprised to have, I mean, this was prior to lock. This was, it, it would have been end of, she was there over Halloween. Uh-huh. I was very surprised to get a message from her like a few weeks after, you mm-hmm. know, after that, about mid-November, where she said, oh, you know, I'm in quarantine right now. I've come back from California, you know, looking forward to speaking with you. And just sort of, it was so strange, Gail, because like I listened to the message and I'm thinking, what's wrong with it? Like, she's a good friend. And I was thinking, but this is so weird. What's, what's, there's something weird that I can't put my finger on. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, it's the whole traveling part. So right. then one of the, the first thing, yeah, well, the, one of the first things that I said to her when I, as I grilled her, as I often do with friends, but no, when I, when I did call her up and say, and I asked her and I said, how was it that you were able to travel? Like, I thought there, I was just reading about how the travel ban between Canada and the United States was, you know, extended another month and it based, essentially it's been, uh, it, it's been so since March. So mm-hmm. March to that time period and still continues today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's restricted with the United Kingdom as well. Right. But she said, oh, that's only for, with Canada and the States, that's only if you're going over the border in a vehicle, you can still fly into the States. And she was saying, and assuring me that it was like, no, everyone was masked and people were distanced. They didn't have sort of capacity on the aircraft. Mm-hmm. And, and I just said, I, I said, so it's, then it's not really a, they haven't really shut the border down. No. You know, because this in no way was essential travel. And I knew from what she does for a living that it wasn't that, you know, she's medical personnel or somebody where by that she would need to get into the States. I just thought, well, that's kind of interesting. That didn't strike me when I, when I initially heard about, um, you know, closing the border, it was like, but the airspace is fine. You know, so if you drift over in a balloon, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, or, or if somebody like, you know, in the days of the medieval days where somebody like, you know, you know, you launch yourself over into the States from at least from the Canadian side, that that's fine. That just struck me as being sort of, you know, in one way, let's, that's, that's shut the window and leave the door open. You know, you're still coming back and forth with the States. So it seemed like, ah, oh, you mean just coming over in a car or a truck you right. know, or a bicycle over the border, you just put the plane, okay, and then what, people, but the thing is, you still have to quarantine, mm-hmm. you still have to quarantine when you, when you go there, because I'd actually, you know, I've talked with friends about, you know, if, if it, if it wasn't a matter of the border being closed, because we, mm-hmm. I, I love the States, I've been there, I know that you and I have, both with New Orleans and New York are two cities that we both love mm-hmm. and other friends of mine have, have visited there and many other places in the States and love it, love the American people, hate their government personally, but love the American people. Right. And love their gorgeous and, you know, eccentric and wonderful cities. Um, but I was asking a friend, would she go if the border was open? And she says, well, why? Like, She's not particularly concerned for herself in terms of catching COVID, um, you know, when she keeps 
you know, is, is caring about other people's safety as well too. But she said, mm-hmm. you just go there and spend two weeks in quarantine. <laughs> so you'd spend two weeks in a hotel. Wow. That's nice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, so there's, there's that, but uh, yeah, a friend mm-hmm. of the, um, the same friend of mine, when all this came down in March, she was actually at uh, a conference in Texas at the time. Oh, I see. And it was quite, um, she was very grateful that she was able to get back. Yeah. Canada in time. And, and she was saying it was interesting because there were kind of, this would have been, well, yes, this would have been February that she was there. And I right. said, so at the time, what were the, like, what were the, what were the signs and indicators that something, <laughs> something terrible, some pandemic was coming. And, right. uh, and she said really nothing, like there was nothing being said, like just wandering through the airport, like when she returned to Canada and this time, you know, remembering back then from our end, there was mm-hmm. lots of talk about come back you need to quarantine yeah and she was she ended up doing it anyway like it wasn't a matter it was she was but she said there was sort of a lack of information or guidance so she just came, returned to Canada having heard I'm thinking oh thank goodness I didn't extend my stay in Texas any longer mm-hmm. and then just sort of voluntary quarantined herself right wow so yeah So can you map, but a lot of people who were trapped there, and I'm just thinking of a lot of issues involved, not the least of which is, well, hope that you had the, you know, the, the, the finances in order to continue what might've been a business trip or might've been a vacation for (laughs) several months, you know, oh, and also that you know bookings at the hotel or wherever although at that point your chances of being able to secure a hotel room were pretty pretty good but yeah yeah so all of these all of these complications but I think um one of the things that I think is kind of well a couple of things a couple of reflections as we as we wrap up um a very COVID Christmas podcast <laughs> episode is one of the things is uh, certainly I'm feeling a gratitude towards what I have. Right. The, the fact that I'm in a large, comfortable home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this might sound like a plus to some people, depending on, you know, what your personality type or how you feel about alone time, but right. I'm happy not to be in the house with anybody else, <laughs> not to be, I can just imagine being in, you know, prior relationships and then having that relationship sort of like locked in or in prison together mm-hmm. uh, would be a terrible situation. So that, that is, that is a definite plus here. Yes. You know, things are very comfortable and safe and uh but most importantly that i have dear friends such as yourself um oh, okay. in my life yeah you so, too and, uh, 
Well, there and and I do maintain, uh, Gail, that the best thing to come out of a very terrible year, the mm-hmm. best thing in any year, even a banner, wonderful year, but especially in, <laughs> in the depths of this year, was friendship with your good self. And so, you too. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Oh, a very, very much appreciative for that. And I'll also share with our listeners that... Um, and this says a lot about Gail and her delightful personality and also her um, thoughtfulness and perception that I now have a second mannequin, a companion for my solo uh, female mannequin, uh, Vivica, (laughs) I now have Miles and Miles came in pieces. He didn't, he came in pieces, but he pulled it together. So Gail helped to pull them together. And when you came over and you told me, just go into the other, just go into another room for a minute. And I was, I was uh, all a tingle with anticipation. And then I heard a clatter and I'm thinking, Oh, there's some catastrophe. And I found that sense of excitement in myself that, oh, what's going on? Chaos, chaos. And, uh, and uh, there was Miles. Well, his torso and legs separated, but you did, you and he got it together. Mm-hmm. And now he's at, in a great tableau with Vivica. They're getting along very well, I can report. He looks very yes. smart in his boa and the Santa hat that he came in. And with the gold the two round gold decorations that I have placed in a specific festive place (laughs) specific and biologically accurate place on his body so uh, (laughs) anyway so thank you he will continue to bring joy as will you through the Christmas season and through 2021 awesome and I just want to say that I think Christmas is what you make it Mm-hmm. So if you make it happy one, it will be. And I know that, that people are going to miss their, uh, you know, loved ones, but it's one mm-hmm. day in like Christmas is a day. So you can celebrate it anytime you like. And I'm you sure carry that- Christmas in your heart throughout the year. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so just make it a happy one if you can, you know. I know it's tough for many people out there because they are separated from their loved ones. And my heart goes out to you, especially if you're dealing with people, if you're dealing with a situation in which people that you love are ill and you're separated by distance and by COVID. So I, I, I send you much love and goodwill and know that very soon you will be able to, with any luck, be able to be reunited physically with them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to, it's rough. to to all of you out there, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, and all the very best in a brand new, hopefully much better year 2021. Gail? And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and uh, Happy New Year. And I'm sure 2021 will be a better year for everyone. So that's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.